Hello, hello, hello. This is Tooth Be Told, Dr. Kayo Dumpert. Dr. Walter Aka. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. And today we have Dr. Paula joining. Well, not, not doctor no, yet, but pa- Paula no, joining right. us. Uh, I, I was, was going to, you know, I, I was going to say, you know, future doctor, and I was going to have her introduce herself because, you know, she, she came on last time and she, you know, I messed her name up. Uh, you know, I got I got a lot of flack for that, by the way. Uh, Walter you know, messed his own name up. I, I messed my own name up, so the whole time, oh. it was a whole mess. It was a whole mess. But but I'm gonna do better this time, guys. I feel like I for let sure. you guys down last time, you know. So so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do better. But you know, actually, it's funny. We were just talking about uh, just what's been going on. There's a lot. You you have news, uh, Paula. You have news to tell us. Uh, I have news. Uh, I'm not sure how beneficial this my news is because Texas is fighting for something that I didn't even ask for, uh, for dentist, you know, so okay. I'm going to get on that. Um, but, you know, when we talk about, we talk about different ways for, for dentists to connect, different ways for uh, uh, dental students to connect. There's so many different avenues. And right now the biggest way for anybody to connect is with Clubhouse. And you happen to be one of the moderators, basically the 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 the, the boss, one of the bosses uh, <laughs> for your for your group, you know. And so there's a lot of things that I've noticed that are happening on Clubhouse, you know. And people are are, are really starting to take this way too seriously, I think, on Clubhouse, Ooh. you know. Oh yes, yes. There was a there's a group. So people now, it's funny because now uh, there are so many different things. Whatever you're interested in, you'll find a group for it now. It's, it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty wide. And there's a stock club group, that basically a bunch of people that go on and talk about the stock market. Mm. But what, I'm, what I found out <laughs> recently uh, was that people are actually getting ripped off. Yes, like people, that people actually has like, been happening. Yes. Yeah, people are like, oh, you know, I can turn your $1,000 into 100000 how you fall for something like this? Maybe because I'm African, I don't trust anybody, you know. <laughs> but the second you tell me you're going to trade a thousand dollars and ten thousand, I'm expecting you to give me a, a spreadsheet. I'm expecting you to go ahead and give me some kind of mathematical formula how this is beneficial or how this works. But people are just giving money to random strangers they don't know. Yeah. And so to yeah. me, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, you know, if if you if you have a if you have a any any kind of Ghanaian parent, anytime you do anything. And they think that you're an idiot. One, they'll call you out, call you an idiot to your face or you're stupid. And then they'll tell you to say that you're stupid. And then they'll basically not feel bad for you at all. You know, I remember when I, when I was, I think I was a resident and I decided to run a half marathon. And my family came in that weekend and I thought it was to come support me. They just wanted to come to watch what happens. And I ran and then I couldn't walk for a few days. And they were like, who, t- who told you to go for a run uh, uh, for, for 13 miles? And then I was like, but you know, I wanted to, you know, do this for, uh, uh, you know, for for charity and stuff like that. They were like, wait a minute, you paid for this? So I got flagged. And literally, my mom didn't care that I was hurting. I could barely walk. My mom didn't care. My brothers made fun of me for like weeks. And they were like, oh, remember when Walter paid to go run? Remember that, guys? And I was like, all right. So I've learned to just basically not trust anybody, including my own family. You know, <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, Paula, so what's going on? What's what's going on with your group? How's everything going? Um, so far everything's good. Um, okay. so we currently, um, so we're future minority dentists on Clubhouse. That's right. Um, and we currently have six hundred and sixty-six followers and members. Um, 
And you need uh, to bump that up like one or two or change that number a little bit. We we listen, Kyle. By her being on here, we're gonna at least give one one or two more people listening. The, wait, so you, 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 you said you had six hundred sixty-six <laughs> members, right? Yes. Okay. That, that all right. Well, I don't like that number. 700, yeah. Seven hundred and sixty-six. Oh, seven sixty-six. Oh, no, no, okay. I'm lying. Seven hundred and sixty-six plus four hundred ninety-four. So that's that's over a thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You'll have, have, have over a thousand plus two. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this, this is what we do. What's what? What's what? Tooth be told does. But you're okay. Go ahead. <laughs> we just blew your numbers up. Go ahead. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. So just came back from a meeting from there. Um. The biggest news that happened for me this week was that I am going to a different dental school. Um, and I'm going to UC San Francisco, which is about an hour away from where I live we, now. We didn't get UC you kicked Davis. out of USC, did we? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, whatever you guys did, though, actually got me into a cheaper school. So thank you for that. Uh, or whoever yes. was listening. Yeah. Um, yes. Cause it was just so weird. It was like, I don't, I don't, yeah, it was just, I was so blown away. Um, but yeah, I literally text Dr. Walt like right after the yeah. call because um, I was like, this is happening to me. Um, but yeah, I was literally in class, um, transitioning from one class to the next, actually. And um, <laughs> I got a call, like an unknown number on my phone. And I don't pick unknown numbers. Like right. ever since I graduated, it's like I've been getting these random numbers. And um, I looked over at it. I was like, nah, I'm not picking this up. <laughs> like, and then I don't know, something convicted my heart. I was like, just pick up. And so I picked up. And so like, here I am, like having an already an attitude on the phone, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then the person's like, hi, um, am I speaking to Paola Benefo? And I'm like, this is her. And then she's like, oh, well, hello. This is, you know, XYZ from UC SF School of Dentistry. And I was like, oh, hi, um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you on the Fake. phone. Fake. <laughs> it was horrible. I felt so bad. Like, oh my gosh, I hope she did not like understand my tone at the beginning. But right. um, yeah, I got into UCSF. Um, and it's thank you. And it's just been it's just been a mental shift. Like I have to literally because it's like I was preparing for a dental curriculum one way, which is PBL, and now it's like I'm going into a whole separate curriculum, which is pass or no uh, pass or no pass. Um, so it's completely different, and I I just I there's so much I have to shift. So well, talk far. about um, that. Talk about the two different ones. Yeah. So USC has like problem based learning, and um, it's very similar to if anyone in the middle Midwest or even East Coast have ever done pogo exercise exercises. But basically, it's like um, you get into small groups and you learn not just one subject, you kind of introduce multiple subjects into um, a case. And so you don't learn specifically like biochemistry or oral histology. You kind of have, a, a, you're presented a case and then you have to go out and learn like everything you need to um, know about that case. I mean, yeah, everything you need to know for that case to solve that case, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of like how they're structured at USC. Um, for like the, didact the didactic courses. Um, and then at UCSF, to my understanding, is I will be taking th these didactic courses, but these courses are not for a grade like they would be at USC. Um, they're pass or no pass. Um, so 
Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just literally all I've ever wanted. <laughs> like UCSF was my dream school, but I never would say it because like I didn't want to jinx it. And now it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, so here's it's a question. Here's a question, mm -hmm. and you know, forgive me for sounding like an old grumpy man, uh, because <laughs> when I was going through school, we actually had grades. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we actually had to, I don't know, rank each other, you know, all the things like, you know, remember like Kyle, when you would, you were in elementary school and you played a sport and you actually lost. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's where we're at right now. We're not losing anymore. Right. Everybody's right. everybody's a winner. You get the participation award. So how does this benefit you guys to have passed? So how do you know, like, if you're trying to apply for special, how do you know where you rank or does that not exist anymore? I to my understanding, um, because I've talked to a student that's matched into periodontist residency. Yeah, what you do. Thank you for This is how I know I did. I picked the wrong field. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and another who, who's who's matched into um, ortho and pros at uh -huh. UCSF or mm -hmm. other schools as well who are graduates of UCSF. Yeah. And to what from what I'm learning, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't seem to matter because, um, you know, they have other things in their application that makes them stand out anyways. Um, yeah. And yeah, I would, when I get there, I guess I could offer more that yeah. more information on that, but that's because, people are doing it regardless. Right. And that's part the part that, again, that confuses me because how do you differentiate one student from another when everybody passes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then boards, you're also pass fail now. Oh, right. is it? Right. Okay. So yeah. boards is pass fail. So it's just like either right. you pass or you fail. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to figure out if you don't know what the grade looks like, you don't know what the board scores looks like. And this is what we use to apply for a residency. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out if it's just like your bubble, bubbly personalities what gets you in now. If that's the case, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten in. They'd be like, no, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way we're going to let him in because his personality uh, sucks. You know? Oh, <laughs> no. I, that guy I, over I, there, he's, he's, he's doing sports <laughs> and gymnastics. That's, he's the one we want. You oh, know no. what I mean? So that's I what I'm trying it. to figure out how it all works now. I would have to ask more uh, those people individually. Um, yeah, and, let, and you know, let them know. Let them know. I want yeah. them to come on and and let me know how this all works because I'm very confused by what's happening. But I, it also could be a, a little hint of bitterness. But that's whatever. <laughs> I mean, you already got in. So what's your issue with the people who get it out? You, you? Because because of the mental anguish I had to go through. <laughs> See, th this is this is the whole problem with dentistry. Th this is this is what all the old guys told us whenever we got there. We had it so rough. You had yes. it so easy. So we're going to yes. continue to make it rough on you. And that's yeah, what Walter yeah. wants to continue to do. I had to climb. I had to, you know, climb the hill both ways, you know, just to get to school. I had to make sure I climbed. Actually, we did. At Pitt, we actually had a hill we had to walk up. You know, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to take any uh, any any buses or anything. I, I walked up that hill just because I want to make it tough for myself. You know, uh, but no, honestly, this is really good news. I'm so happy that you got into the your, your dream school. You know, so so what I want to do is uh, I want to kind of talk bad about uh, other schools. Especially the one that you did not get into. He, uh, he's really trying to get you kicked out of this one now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> no, you're no, like, no. oh, don't even think about applying for residency here. Right, right. Think about it. No, no, no. no, no. I, I wanted to talk about. I got a chance to pull out some information about um, just U USC and their tuition. 
and I just wanted to just kind of do a little rundown because you can find this. This is a public information. This isn't. I didn't do anything special. I don't have time to sit here and you know uh, uh, look for any any information. For, but for anybody for anybody that's not watching us on YouTube right now, uh, you should see Paula's eyes getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worry in her eyes. <laughs> Honestly, because I feel like you're, help, you're he's burning bridges that I am not asking to burn, and I'm like, no, no. And the funny thing is, I could do the same thing for any school, right? Uh, it just happened that, you know, you went from one school to another. So now I can just kind of, uh, but this is what you were expected to pay, you know, $122,000 a year. That's, for that's tuition. tuition. No, no, that's tuition. That's uh, uh, instrument, instrument equipment. Uh, that's uh, lab feed. They give you loops. Um, the funny thing, national boards is $0. So they pay for that. Congratulations. Oh, that's nice. Nice. That's, <laughs> that's nice. very nice to them. Health insurance is uh, 2200 You know, uh, let me see here. Oh, I, I like this one. Professional degree supplemental tuition. I don't even know what that means, but it's uh, 30, $32,000. Yeah, tuition is 11000 That's the funny thing, 11442 But everything else calculated adds up to uh, $122,154. And that's not including... Room that's yearly. No, that's including everything. Room and board, they kind of did a... Uh, no, a it's short not. no, 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 oh, no. No, it's not. not. You're right. No, no, no. No, no. no. no oh, yeah, there's right. allowances for indirect costs. Yes. And yeah, and so yeah. that's room and board is 23,736. Uh, uh, transportation is 3,000. Personal miscellaneous, whatever that is, 2,976. So that's a total estimated cost is 153. Thousand five hundred and fifty-five dollars. Um, wow, one fifty-three. What was it again? One hundred, one hundred and fifty-three thousand. Uh huh. dollars. And that's not how that. That's not just times four. It's a four-year. Is it a three-year or four-year dental school? It's, it's four-year, but it's it four does year. go down. It yes. does go down. So you the price goes at, down. Yes. 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 Okay. So you're looking at you're looking at a range of maybe five hundred and fifty to six hundred and fourteen thousand dollars in four years. Kyle, um, that's a that's lot. A house. That's a very very beautiful house. That's that's a, that's a that's, that's a, a couple a, of houses in my area. <laughs> that's a few. <laughs> that's a few Porsches. You know, if you yeah. want to buy a Porsche uh, yeah. Cayenne, a Porsche Cayenne. If you want to buy a Lamborghini, you could buy three of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, to me, and I, I, you know, anybody that's ever listened to the podcast knows how much I hate uh, dental schools and what they're doing with tuition. But that's just ridiculous. That's a lot. And I can guarantee you, this is not the most expensive school in in the U.S. I can. You should I know try NYU. I was oh, just about to say, see, you thought I was talking just bad about the West Coast. This has nothing to do with Biggie or Tupac. This is just, yeah, I, I hate them both equally. <laughs> like, I thought, you know, I thought I had it bad um, paying a $3,000 deposit for USC when I learned that one of my friends was paying $5,000 for a deposit. And I was like, oh, let me count my blessings real quick. <laughs> I was struggling to do this. But you have to do that, and I don't think. Yeah, Kyle, I would. I would. I mean, at that time when I was a, a student, if I would have had to pay five thousand dollars for just admissions, I probably would have to sell a kidney. 
Yeah. Just to get in, I, I didn't. You, who has that much money just sitting there? In a month, by the way. In a, they only give you a month. That's right. a stupid. I would. I, I would have went into prostitution. Not to say that. Then I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm I not really lie to you. Making it no, no, let me, listen, listen. Let me, let, me put a, let me put a side note and say, kids, prostitution is not a good thing to do. You want to go ahead and succeed in life. Please go ahead, go into your educational forum. But I'm saying for myself, I would have been a gigolo. Or some kind of, <laughs> some kind of I don't even know if I would have even made money doing it, but I would have tried. You, you know, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I, I would have tried. You know, yeah, so, yeah absolutely. But, you know, but you know what? Though I will say that I mean, the the joy that you had whenever you got in, right, is what they bank on. What the schools bank on. They're like, no matter what, they're just going to be excited that they're going to be dentists. And I do believe that dentistry is an amazing field, and I think everybody that wants to do dentistry should do dentistry uh, to a limit. There are people that should not touch anybody, but it's another story. But what I'm saying is the drive that you had, the excitement that you had is something that it should not have a monetary uh, uh, stamp to it. But guess what? That's what the schools are. The schools have become very um, business oriented. And I just don't think it's right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to you know, leave it at that. I just think I don't think it's right. Um, but I'm very, very happy for you. I really, really am very excited for your future and, and to be a dentist, I think it's a really great thing to, you know, it's a great career. I really love it, you know, so. Well, I hope to love it too. You, you will. You, <laughs> you will. will. You <laughs> will. She's like, she's don't like, turn me off. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you'll be fine. I'm not worried about that. The school, that's, someone needs to come on. I'm going to try to figure a way to get somebody, an admission person to come on the school and justify the, the prices. Like just, I really want someone to just come on and justify their price. For me. If they can so, convince me, I'll, I'll stop talking about it forever. How, do, how does this new school compare to price-wise to USC? Okay, so at UCSF School of Dentistry, let me pull it up because I, I think I took a screenshot right. for uh, for Dr. Walt. Let's find it. Okay, um, so first and this year- just, it, Before I incriminate you, is this posted on their website or is this personal what they sent to you? No, this is uh, posted on their website. This is what I'm doing. Okay. I okay. actually, um, I, I'm because of my immigration status. I'm actually waiting to hear back an actual number. Right. Um, so I haven't gotten an award letter or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the good thing what, is you have other DACA students already in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you and have so, a pass, which is great. Yeah, and I have already gotten so many tips so far. Um, from the current, like, like it's just, God is just amazing because, <laughs> no, seriously, because in 2016, um, when DACA was passed, there was a first cohort of DACA students that went into dental school and like we created this whole website. Uh, it's called PhD Dreamers. Um, and I contacted those first three people and um, Laura, who, who attended UCSF for the first time as a DACA student, um, I messaged her and I was in Kentucky. I think I was like a sophomore in Kentucky and it was just messaging. I was like, I was telling her like how I admired her, how to do it, all these things. How was she doing it? And then she also helped me um, prepare for my mock interview for UCSF. And she was just like, girl, you're going to kill it. And I was just like all excited. Um, and then just for it to be full circle. And I told her and like, she's doing a periodontal program at UCSF too. So she's actually going to be with me while I'm at UCSF. So she's okay. like, oh, I can't wait. And so I'm excited. I really am. Um, but okay. 
the tuition for California residents, which I am, um, annually on listed on their website is $51,946. So more than half the price of uh, uh, USC. Yeah. More than half the price of USC. Okay. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So that's uh, a lot better number. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah, a lot more doable. Yes. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And, and, the, and the thing you think of whenever you take out the the thing I didn't think of was uh, I don't remember what pit was, but by the time you graduate and you have subsidized and you have unsubsidized loans, at, at least if you're going the traditional route, uh, those unsubsidized loans that is accruing interest while you're in school. So if you think you're going to graduate with $200,000 and finally at the end of everything, you look and, oh, uh, it's all been accumulating. Now I'm up an extra fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars that I had right. no idea was. And it just, right. that gets tacked on and, and it's, it creates this huge snowball that is just. Right. And people very, think that just paying, yeah, people think that just paying your minimum is going to get you anything. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, and, and it's amazing. I remember when I was paying my loans off, I had to always call every if I paid anything extra. I literally had to call them and say, put this towards the principal amount, not the interest. Because what they would do right. is they'll put it towards your interest and they'll be like, oh, well, you don't have to pay for the next three months. I'm like, no. that's not what I want. <laughs> like, that right. doesn't do anything. No. Hit, it, hit the principal so that the actual amount goes down. You know, so these right. are little things that you'll discover later, you know, but um, yeah, let's uh, I, I, honestly, it's you are going to pay less, which is great. You <laughs> yeah. know, if you could find a, a, a school in the backyard, someone's house that still, you know, certified you and you pay five bucks, I would say go to that school. <laughs> I would say go okay. to that. I would. I'd be like, go to that school. It doesn't matter. As long as you are a dentist, you can work the rest out later on. You know what I mean? Do a residency or something. Mm -hmm. um, but so, so that's your news. Yeah. My news was basically that Texas has now, that the board, the dental board, has now allowed dentists uh, the opportunity, I guess, to give COVID shots. Mm. I don't understand yeah. why I want to do that. I don't understand why anybody would ask to do that. Because yeah. in Texas, hygienists can't even give shots. Hmm. But yet they're gonna, you know, and, and to me that's more beneficial. Kyle, you can speak on this because in Pennsylvania, yes. hygienists can give shots. So, it, okay, so let's just say that Kyle and I both have the same office. We're doing the same amount, right? Here's the difference: Kyle doesn't have to stop in the middle of procedures to go numb a patient to do deep, you know, deep scaling root planing. Right. I have to stop what I'm doing to go numb my hygienist patient so that she can then begin her part. And the, the difference is also. Yeah, Kyle, let's just say Kyle's running behind. He can just say to the hygienist, hey, can you go numb that patient before I come yep. in there and do work? Absolutely. I can't do that. So no. now tell me how that's more or less important than giving a COVID shot, where yeah. most people are probably not, don't even want it. Because so you give me an opportunity to do something that doesn't yeah. benefit my practice at it's, all. It's not in the news. It's not clickbait. It's not. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not on the forefront of what the general population is thinking about right now. I I, I support dentists being able to give vaccines, uh, COVID vaccine, flu vaccine. You know, if they have if they feel comfortable with it, and they have the training behind it, I think dentists should be able to because that's all we do all day long is inject people. 
Right. But but here's the However, thing, Kyle, and I'm going to fight you on this, Kyle. You okay. know this. All right. Yeah, I not know. Most, yep. n- not most people are going to know how to even resuscitate somebody if they have an allergic reaction or don't even I know mean, what to should. do. They, they should. should. Kyle, Kyle, they should do yes. a lot of things that they don't know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a problem. This is what yeah. you're saying. You're basically saying, and, and Kyle, you actually said something that was really cool, which I didn't even know. But the government did what, Kyle? Uh, government protects, uh, has eliminated any kind of liability for uh, dentists or really anybody from giving the vaccine. So they're, they're free from any kind of liability from my understanding. So if there's... <laughs> somebody has an allergic reaction if somebody if there's an issue whoever's given that vaccine that person or their family can't come back and, and sue the person giving that vaccine so we're so, covered we're, we're covered from super we're, we're safe you're legally you're safe <laughs> um but as a dentist if you're injecting somebody with just anesthesia and you don't know how to resuscitate somebody you shouldn't be practicing dentistry let's be honest Because you can still have, I mean, most of the time when people pass out or you think there's a a problem, most of the time it's a syncope. Uh, They they fainted, they got nervous, they got scared, anxious, whatever. Uh, So most of the time there there isn't an allergic reaction risk, but there is still, anytime you're injecting something or working on somebody, you have to be able to handle any kind of emergency at least until an ambulance arrives so if you if you're injecting people with even saline something could happen potentially uh air air embolism whatever somebody could have a heart attack somebody could have a stroke even if it's not related to anything you're doing if they're in your chair you should be able to keep that person alive until the ambulance gets there Mm -hmm. and if you can't you shouldn't have have a dental license and have the supplies ready to go right and right for example an epipen if you buy an EpiPen, like my brother has an EpiPen that he has, especially when he was younger, those are what, like $2,000 without insurance. They're expensive. And you have to keep that in stock. And I want to say an EpiPen, Kyle, does it last a year and then you have to replace it, correct? So, yeah, so it, it's, oh, uh, it's, it's, it's not very day. long. Yeah, it's, it's not, not long at all. Long. And so you have to keep no. replacing that. And I can guarantee yeah. if you went to any office, any, I mean, just random office in the United States and just said, okay, show me your EpiPen. One yeah. probably expired, or they don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The chances of one of those two happening is very, very high. And so again, yeah. I speak on that just to kind of say I don't know why we, why people wanted this. Yeah. Now I, I don't want to do it. I, I want the option to be able to do it, but I don't want to do it. I, it, it comes back to me, not letting government come into my life uh, and <laughs> telling me what to do. If I'm a, if I can cut somebody open, if I can put implants in them, if I can inject them uh, within inches of their brain, I should be able to handle an injection in the arm. So I I should be able to do that as a medical professional. If a pharmacist can do it, if a nurse can do it, as a doctor, I should be able to do that, but I don't want to do that. Right. And what about if, I mean, so really, if you think about it, those uh, freezers that go below uh, go below zero, right? What is it? Seventy right. minus seventy two degrees below zero Celsius. You yeah. need to buy a special refrigerator. For Who's going to really want to do yeah. that? Yeah. Who's yeah. going to really want to do that to, to to store some some vaccines and keeping track of it and dealing with medical insurance? To I don't know what the reimbursements are for people that are administering what 
we're all anticipating as a free vaccine, but somebody's right. paying for it somewhere. Right. Uh, tracking all that, monitoring it, submitting that information to the right government agency. Right. I don't want to have anything to do with any of that. Right. So uh, again, I don't know why anybody's excited to do this. I actually would have thought that they, if they told me, hey, hygienists can give local anesthesia, that would have made my life. I'd been like, there you go. Finally, something <laughs> that benefits dentists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something that actually helps us out. You know, yeah. how about lower tuition? Excellent. You're doing yes. it. You know? <laughs> my, my, my yearly membership is going towards something beneficial. So yeah. when they send a press release that says, oh, you can now give COVID, I'm like, F you. Congratulations. <laughs> you know? I wonder uh, if if patients actually know this or like – and. Will they actually even care that they're right. getting it from their physician, right. uh, physician versus their dentist? Right. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, me as a patient, I wouldn't. If my dentist asked me, "Do I want my vaccine?" I'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know you gave it." <laughs> so I'd probably find out in office that this is a place I could get right. my COVID vaccine. Yeah. yeah. yeah the first thing the patient would be like, "Wait a minute, you're a doctor?" That'd be the first thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then. And then they'd be like, uh, "Okay, I didn't know you guys did that here, you know." So yeah, yeah, we still we're still fighting for that. I think the ADA should actually like have uh, advertisements in like you know uh, uh, Super Bowl that says dentists are doctors, and that would actually be beneficial. <laughs> if they did that, that would be great. You know, thirty second spot, dentists are de- are doctors too, and then I'd be like, "That's right, you know, it was worth it. Thirty seconds, it was worth it." But so, um, you know. The one question I have, um, Paola, do you have any questions for us? You're about to start this wonderful journey uh, of, of dentistry, of being a dentist, of being a specialist, of not being a specialist, of being whatever you want to be, right? Uh, there's so many different avenues uh, for dentists. So the only thing I could ask is, do you have any questions for us? Uh, do you want us to tell you anything? Um, let's, 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 let's hear it. I mean, unless Kyle, okay. unless you have something, but I, I feel like these questions before. Well, you know, before I'm ready to uh, answer some questions. Yeah, yeah. And we will be completely honest, I promise you. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I was actually, something that you said earlier um, made me think of an advice I was given. And now I'm wondering if that wasn't the correct advice. So um, seeing that I've never taken out loans before, um, obviously I want to pay it down early or, uh, yeah, I want to pay it down early. And I was told that, while in school, not dental school specifically, it would be smart of me to pay down the interest. And therefore, when I graduate, I would have a lower loan amount. Um, but then you were saying, you know, you called every time to make sure it was going towards the principal. So I guess I don't foresee myself working in dental school, but I guess what is actually, what would you recommend is the right well, way to go? Well, yeah. when I talked about the principal, I was saying after I finished with residency and I started paying off my loans, right? Mm-hmm. Once I was working, I started paying my loans off. I would put a lot um, more than just what they, the, the amount that they sent me every month. You know, the amount they sent me every month, I looked at it as, okay, cool. I'm going to pay this, but I'm also going to give you a little more just so that the principal amount goes down, which then mm-hmm. will allow my interest rate to go down. And that's mm-hmm. the goal. It's like if you can get that that big number to start going down, your interest is just going to go down, which is going to allow you to pay off that loan a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, if somehow you can pay off your uh, your interest while you're in school, like Kyle said, it's still going. No matter what you do, it's still going to go. And so if you can pay that off, that's actually good because then it freezes your your principal or the, the amount that you actually owe is going to freeze it at that spot. 
So when you mm-hmm. actually start paying off, when you're working and start paying off, you're going to be paying off at a lower rate. Does so if you're, let's say you have $10 in student loans and every month because of interest, that's going to increase by $1. So month one, you're going to pay interest on $10. You're going to get a dollar interest and it's going to make your balance go up to $11. If you, if while you're in school, you pay that $1 that month in interest, your principal loan stays that same $10 throughout the whole time. If you, if you don't, Month two, you're going to be paying interest on eleven dollars. Then month three, it's going to you're going to be paying interest on twelve dollars and ten cents, and it's going to slowly start to creep up where that interest really starts to accumulate. So, if you want to keep that from growing into a bigger and bigger balance, if you're able to pay off that interest, then pay the interest payments only. The advice I would give to you is when I went into dental school, I didn't have a budget set up. I I took out the maximum amount that I could get. That way, with student loans, you get money dispersed twice a year, once for one semester, once for a second semester, and you have to plan everything out around that. So I didn't want to run into a money crunch where I ran out of money and I didn't know what to do at that point. So I took out the maximum amount, which was more than I needed. And like most people, if you have more money than you need, you end up spending that money on stuff that you don't need. So you. Well, Kyle, can I just let me let me tell her how it was broken up. It was so for, they pay you from August until December. Mm-hmm. Right. But then the funny thing is they pay you again January to August. So the second half, you actually have the same amount of money, right? If you paid you, you know, $10 and $10, it's $10 for a short amount of time, right? August to December. And then $10, that's supposed to last you from January until August again. You see? Mm-hmm. So people fell into trouble because they were spending as if they were going to get it again earlier. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that Kyle was saying is that you just got to understand that you're going to get the same amount split in half. But you hit the second half, you actually have uh, more time with the same amount of money. Right. So create a budget for yourself and know these are what my fixed expenses are going to be. This is how much I have to spend on food. This is how much I can spend on my utilities and so on. Because if you, like I said, if you take out the maximum and you have extra money, then you'll be like some of these people going on spring break that I have some extra money in my account. Let's go on. I need a vacation. Let's go on spring break. And then you're over the course of that, I mean, you're still paying interest on that money. So that over the course of 25 years, that say $500 trip over 25 years of payments now costs you $1,500. So if you look at that, everything that you buy while you're in dental school and you have these loans, even after dental school, if you see something, if you see the you know, a, a burger cost you $5, in the long run, that burger actually costs you $15 by the time all your loans are paid off. So be smart about your money, figure out how much you need to live on, take out whatever loans to cover that amount, give yourself a little bit of wiggle room for unforeseen expenses, emergencies. Uh, everybody should always have a little bit of an emergency fund in their bank account because you don't know what's going to happen. But don't take out the maximum amount because it will cost you a lot of money in the future to pay it all off. And they'll give it to you. They give you that max. Like you literally would just go there. And I remember you, 
they ju- you just sign like a piece of paper. It's like a one page yep. piece of paper. It's the easiest loan I've ever taken out in my life. Yep. Easiest loan. Like I literally, like by the time it was all said and done, I had taken out like $455,000 worth of loans, right? Literally mm-hmm. four pieces of paper, maybe five, right? Yep. Now, now Titus asked me to, 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 to get a, a $30,000 car. It's like 50 oh, pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but you're so quick to give me 400 and something thousand dollars. But let me try to get a car. And you're like, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute yeah. now, sir. <laughs> I need to know what your firstborn's name is. <laughs> this is going to be a, a 12 hour <laughs> ordeal of signing <laughs> exactly. 50 pages. Yeah. Right. But then when you're in dental school, you literally sign one piece of paper and they're like, okay, here, here's $50,000. Goodbye. You yeah. know? So it's just crazy to me, man. Okay. Well, I, I, um, I don't know. I don't want to record it, but when I do get my award letter and like have to actually go to these loans, I actually would want to know like what is not taking out the max look like for me. Um, So I'll come back and ask you guys that. Um, Okay. So since we are kind of uh, talking about finance and business, I guess um, what would be some of your literature or like podcast recommendations for I guess, like investing or business that I won't be taught in dental school. Um, yeah. I, there, there's a couple of podcasts that I listen to uh, regularly. One is uh, White Coat Investor. That is one of the better ones for high income professionals. Uh, they co- he, he goes into very good detail uh, so White Code Investor Podcast is a good one for people that don't know a lot about money and want to uh, hit more of the basics. I listen to one called How To Money. They are uh, more of an everyday person kind of podcast where uh, they talk about you know all aspects of, of finances that uh, even as a high income person, it's I find that a very good one to listen to. How about you, Walter? Uh, Well, I mean, for me, the first thing that I did, if you're trying to start a business, uh, Howard Ferran actually broke it down very simply. If you go on YouTube, you'll find uh, he has like a, it's called 30 Day MBA, 30 Day MBA. That was actually dental MBA. I'm sorry, 30 Day Dental MBA. I thought that was really, really good. It just kind of simplified dentistry to, to common sense level. Uh, and I thought that he actually did an excellent job with that. Uh, White Coat, I think, is really good. For me, when it comes to, like, I like stocks and stuff like that. So uh, Barron's, B-A-R-R-O-N, uh, Streetwise, I like that one. Just listen to, like, what's going on in the stock market. Um, there's uh, We Steady Billionaires. That's also a really good one. And then just for financial planning stuff, I like Jill on Money. Jill on Money. Uh, that's really good. Um and then if you just want to just listen to something for fun, it's called All In. It's an all-in podcast. Uh, it, it's, it's actually just funny to listen to. They're just hilarious people. Um, but I, 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 to me, I think if you just do something basic. Oh, for example, I remember when I first started, I listened to uh, Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. But you realize that Dave Ramsey is good if you're just trying to be as cheap as you can. I don't think it's realistic uh, when it comes to dental professionals and people that make a lot of money. Why? Because the, what he's asking you to do is just not realistic. Don't invest in, in, in anything, retirement or anything like that. Pay off your loan. But we have three, four, five hundred 
$100,000 worth of student loans. How could you possibly pay that off and not think about your retirement at all? You know what I mean? So to me, I was like, okay, so you're, you're saying give up like 10 to 15 years of not investing. And everybody knows that if you invest in your retirement at a young age, that, that you know, compounding is really what makes you wealthy. You know, so you, I, I believe dentists can walk and chew gum at the same time. And so it's good to kind of listen to him for ideas of, okay, you know what? I need to live within my means. I need to live below my means. I need to, you know, save here and do that, which is good. But when it comes to, you know, uh, doing it exactly as he says, I just don't think that's necessary. Um, but it was, it's a good podcast to listen to. And that's what okay. I started initially with when I first graduated. I was listening to a lot of that. But it's inspirational to see what people can do with what they have. You know, so yeah. If you uh, if you like to read more, one I, a very popular book uh, is The Millionaire Next Door. Yes. Uh, that, that's yes. a very good book yeah. to read. Yeah. That um, even if you're not a high income person, that book can kind of steer your thought processes on how you can set yourself up, up for success long term. And, and how Rich Dad Poor Dad too is another one. Same I read concept. Rich yeah. Dad Poor yeah. Dad. Yeah. Same concept, yeah. just a different mindset. Right. You know, um, and then I, it's, it's funny, I actually bought this other book. Uh, it's called Dad Jokes. I love that one. That's personal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do have a book called Dad Jokes, you know what I mean? And I was going to start the podcast with that, but that has nothing to do with any kind of financial aid. It's just my own happiness. Um, but yeah, uh, let me see. What else? What else did I actually read? Um, Man, I just, I, 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 you know, for me, I, I really believe that any kind of finance, uh, it's just basically just thinking logically. If, if you buy a brand new car and you realize that the second you take it off the lot, you lost 20%, that'd be like me saying, hey, I'm going to sell you, you know, something. And then the second you walk over there, you're going to give me an additional money for no reason. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> It, to me, it, this logic I think helps when it comes to finance. A lot of dent, a lot of people try to um, overcomplicate it, but it's very very simple. Especially like if you if you invest in a stock market, right? And you don't know how to pick different um, companies, and there are a lot of people that don't know how to pick. No one is that lucky. Even Warren Buffett hasn't been this you know <laughs> lucky in a long time, right? So he basically he even said it. Warren Buffett, one of the best investors of all times, even said when he dies, he's just going to put all his money in the S&P 500. Mm. Simple. Just put it all in the S&P 500. Because no matter what, you're guaranteed at least 7 to 10% interest rate. Compounding interest rate. You see what I mean? You don't have to pick anything. You get the, you get the best 500 companies in the world. In the, in, in, the, in the stock market, I should say. The best 500 companies. Like how better? I mean, you can't do any better than that. Yes, you're going to have companies like Tesla that are going to shoot to the moon and all this other stuff. But, I mean, the, the chances of you hitting that, and I hate when people are like, well, if you had invested in Tesla five, ten years ago, you would have this by now. Let's be real. Five, ten years ago, people didn't even know Tesla was going to exist, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Except for some diehard people that were like, oh, Tesla, the Elon, it's this and that. Yeah, they got lucky. So I hate when people try to say, oh, well, if you would have invested in Amazon in, you know, 1999 when the dot-com bubble was happening, Amazon all went all the way down to $5 because they were like, you sell books, but they changed their business plan. <laughs> you know, so you can't account I, for that. I think what Walter's trying to say is save your money. <laughs> uh, yes. If, if <laughs> like, you be smart about it, 
save, set aside 20% of your income whenever you start making money. Even if you just save that and put it in the most conservative thing possible, you'll be fine long-term. You'll be, you'll be more than fine. You'll be more than fine. I mean, more than fine. So I just don't think, don't overcomplicate it. If you want to start getting into investing in like real estate and stuff like that, that's even, that's great. Learn about all this stuff. You know what I mean? But in the end, don't overcomplicate it and just enjoy life. <laughs> enjoy life. These, you know? these next four years, just focus on learning yeah. dentistry because that's going to be the best investment you ever make. Right. Right. And then when you come out, don't listen to any uh, uh, rep that's going to try to sell you all the garbage that they, they have to sell you. Be Except the laser. Walter likes There lasers. it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you listen to our first our one episode, you definitely know how much I love laser. You know? <laughs> and the funny thing is that, I mean, I love Dr. Morris, but she's still paying for that laser. And I'm like, have you gotten your return on investment yet? Nope. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm still wrong. Though. Okay. So that's another story. Go ahead, please. Any more questions? Yeah, well, speaking of dentistry, um, so, you know, changing schools, I've been, it really is a mental shift for me because um, we're allowed to assist um, uh, during our first year and see patients. And so my question is, you know, taking yourself back to when you were in dental school, what were some of um, the lessons you wish you learned when it comes to like chair side manner, um, when it comes to patients? I'll say. Oh boy. oh boy, he was he wasn't expecting that one. That's a good question. I'll Do say, uh, really find a way to relate to the patient. Um, they don't care what kind of dentistry happens as long as it. I mean, it, reasonable to last, but don't hurt the patient. Learn how to not hurt the patient, learn how to give good injections, learn how to make sure they're profoundly numb before you work on them. If you don't hurt somebody, that's half the battle right there as far as them trusting you. And then just be, you know, personable with them. Like, uh, it seems like your personality is now talking to us. Know how to talk to people. I, there's a lot of people in dental school that have lived in a library their whole life and they don't have a personality, but they're smart, smart people. And if you can talk to people and just be able to relate to them, that's the other half of the battle, in my opinion. I couldn't have said it better. I honestly, like, just be yourself. People know when you're not being real. People mm -hmm. know when you're not being honest, you know? Uh, so just be completely yourself. Just be able to just relate to somebody, you know? I, I mean, there was a, <laughs> there was a patient, that uh, came into my office. I mean, they're one. She, they're, they're, I mean, I do surgery, so they're afraid to be in the chair, right? So I go in there and I just say the dumbest thing I could come up with, or oh, I was just watching a uh, Real House. Well, what's up with that? You know, and like it, it, it eliminates any kind of fear. It's, it just makes it fun, you know. What I mean, or I'll go in there and I'll, I'll tell them, I'm like, okay, I'm about to start the music. What do you want to listen to? And then they're like, oh no, it's your choice, whatever, because they're still anxious. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm gonna start singing now. You know, and by just even doing something that simple, right? What happens is it now eliminates the whole fear and the seriousness. Now we've toned everything down. If you can bring people down, I promise you, no matter what you say and do, they're going to be like, hey, that was actually not that bad. And that's all you really want. When, you, when people come in, the first thing they say is, no offense, but we, I don't like dentists. No. I usually go, no offense, but I don't like you either. Moving on. 
you know we both <laughs> laugh we you know we have a good time but in the end it was just like it was a joke we we had a good time we laughed you know it, it, but you're gonna have that dentist dentists don't get the best you know warmest reception from anybody you know no. and, and so like, you just gotta just lighten the mood and just be yourself the other okay. I, when i was learning when i was in college i took spanish so at, when you're learning new things you want to be able to to use it. So when I was learning Spanish, I wanted to be able to speak Spanish to other Spanish speakers. I got excited about that. When you're learning dentistry, it's a whole new language. It's, uh, you know, mesioclusal distal amalgam on tooth number three. And it's fine to talk to your colleagues, your, your professors, your uh, classmates that way. Don't right. talk to the patient that way because that puts you at a level above them where they're not mm -hmm. at, at, at that point, they start tuning you out and they don't understand you. Look, we need to do a filling on this tooth. Uh, it's on the top, right? Uh, it's going to be white or it's going to be metal. Uh, you talk to them in as basic terms as possible. And, and that's the other, I think a lot of older dentists and even physicians, they feel a need to be superior. Um, so, one of the dentists I worked with, as he's doing his oral cancer exam, he's pulling the lips back, left and right buckle vestibule, pink soft, and he goes through all these, you know, very yeah. specific dental yeah. terms that the patient has no idea what he's talking about, but in his mind, he thinks this is making me sound smarter and more educated, yeah. where they just tune him out, just talk to people like they're people. That's exactly, no, that actually, Kyle, that was excellent. No, that's exactly correct, you know? I mean, for as many things that I do surgically, you know, when someone says, oh, what does the bone graft do, right? Mm -hmm. I, I just break it, learn, learn how to basically tell people the story using like analogies, you mm -hmm. know? Okay, I'm building a house, I need the foundation, you know? Instead of sitting there going, okay, well, we have osteoclast, osteoblast. Be like, okay, imagine if you're building a house, right? You need a foundation. You didn't make right. sure that the groundwork, you know, imagine if I'm gonna build a billion dollar house for you, would you want it on quicksand? No, you want it on something more strong, right? You want a good foundation. That's why we have, we build the foundation before we build the house. These are the kind right. of things that you talk about. Analogies are key. Being able to talk to people in just a basic sense is key, you know? Yep. Okay, thank you for that. I have like six points down. <laughs> um, okay, and then I think my last question is just like, um, I think I heard it on Clubhouse, but um, how do you know a patient isn't for you? And I hmm. guess to stop service? I hope I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like saying yeah. that correctly. No, okay. um, so you, you get a vibe, right? Just like with anything, right? Imagine if you're, you meet somebody for the first time. You go on a blind date. Basically, you're dating a patient, so you go on a blind date. If you can't sit there and interact with a patient without any confrontation, whatever, imagine you had a fight, your first blind date. Do you really think it's going to get better going forward? That's not the case. A lot of people just try to ignore that because they're like, well, this patient is going to pay for this, pay for that, pay for that. So now you're thinking money. Sorry, one moment. It's That's my okay, see? We got that African beat. <laughs> Plus, I, I was about to start dancing. I was about to start dancing. Uh, but, uh, but, but this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, you have to be able to marry a patient. You're going to be married to this patient for a very long time, especially Kyle, right? He has his own practice. Right. He's not going anywhere. He lives in a small town. 
if he does something that screws up and the patient does not like it, he'll see that patient at the grocery store. Now, do you really want to see that patient at the grocery store and then be like, oh, there goes Mrs. Right. Smith. I messed this up. No, right. you go, Mrs. Smith. I am not the dentist for you. I'm okay no. with that. You know, your, because your, that your needs are outside my abilities. I think it would be best serve you to find a, a dentist that works for your needs. Yes, because that hundred dollars, that thousand dollars is going to end up just not even being worth it. You know right. what I mean? So just realize that, listen, you're just not, it, trust me when I say you do better with someone else. And that and, works. That works. And, you can and deal that with divorce patients. That advice is for when you finish dental school. In dental oh, yeah, school, when, yeah. In dental no, yeah, school, no, you, you, you everybody see down. everybody because you, <laughs> you make as many mistakes as you can because yeah. in dental school, you're really not accountable for them. The, the instructors okay, well, Kyle, are accountable. No, put, it, no. put it differently. You, 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 learn, you learn from your mistakes. Right, right. <laughs> you're held accountable in your own mind. Okay. Right, right, Kyle, right, right. Don't, right. Don't do, don't, yeah, don't say stuff like that. You're going to have them get lawsuits. We can't afford lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in, in dental learn. school it, you're there to learn so yeah. don't don't try to get out of a situation just because it makes you uncomfortable because you do have a support team there you have the instructors you have other students you have people to bounce ideas off of and, and the, the whole four years of dental school is going to be uncomfortable and learning what your limits are is going to start in dental school, but you have to be able to stretch those limits a little bit. So if you don't get along with that patient, suck it up, find a way, figure out a way because that patient isn't going to follow. They might, you might be able to turn something around. And if you stay in that area, they might like you so much that they want to stay with you. But that's the time you're, you're not going to get a, rel- a Yelp review or a Google review about you in dental school if you have a, a disagreement with a patient. The dental school will, but you won't. Uh, so live in that little uncomfortable zone and use that as a way to, to learn how to interact with people. Um, and from there, you can figure out after you're out who you're comfortable treating, what you're comfortable treating. And, you know, here's an advice that I actually got when I was in dental school, and I actually thought it was really beneficial, uh, was, you know, dental schools seem to be having issues. They seem to have issues getting patients, right? So mm-hmm. what, I, what I actually heard, and, and other people did, and I, I wish I would have done more of this, is you have um, uh, uh, Vistaprint or whatever, right? Any of these websites that you can get business cards. Get, like, 100 business cards, and if you have to ride the bus, and someone sees you and they're talking to you and they're like, oh, you're a dental student? Da, da, da. Here's my card. They might yep. actually end up coming in to, to, to see you. You see? So those are the kind of things that I would do personally because you're always going to represent yourself, right? When you get your own dental practice, you are that dentist. You're representing right. yourself. So learn how to do that from the beginning. People yep. are going to want to see your scrubs. They're going to ask you questions. You know what yep. I mean? Not, maybe not, not, not with COVID right now, but even I bet you they still ask questions, you know? <laughs> so, so, so represent yourself, have a business card of some sort that has like the dental school information on there. Hey, contact me, come and get a clean in. Cause you never know how that patient might turn into your board patient or that patient right. might turn into your crown. So you need, right. You know? Yep, so don't exactly. ever remember that you're always representing yourself. So represent yourself to the fullest so you can benefit. You know, don't depend on the dental school to get you patients. Sometimes you just have to go out there and do it yourself. Right. Did we answer that question well? 
<laughs> okay, sorry. I had to tell my partner to stop washing dishes. Um, <laughs> he's, get, he's getting yelled at already. That's all good. <laughs> You're ruining the podcast. Here. Exactly. You know how, how serious. You know how serious we are in this podcast. How dare you? You know, I didn't. I didn't have my daughter come in last week. You know, how dare you? <laughs> but uh, but no, thank you, guys. Did, did, did we answer your questions? Do you have any more? Yeah, questions? you did. Um, I guess you know you, you talk about reputation, and that was something I was actually going to share about. Um, so I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't uh, involve them as much, but we it's had a, a, code. a we say a bunch of stuff. Okay. You know, we it doesn't. Um, <laughs> we had a. I guess we had a panelist, and you know we we're meeting. We're networking. This is our first opportunity to kind of network with um, doctors around the world, and yeah. um, I guess um, one of our panelists. Um, we got a lot of like messages saying that they are not a pan like they they aren't someone we should try to like model or get advice from because um literally their words um they had cheated in dental school and treated their patients poorly um and oh, so I, 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 guess, I actually want i want to know who this person is now later on no. we can do this offline i have one person <laughs> that jumps into my mind immediately <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Dental school is going to teach you a lot. It's going to teach you a lot. There are people that got through dental school and you're still trying to figure out how you did this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will I will say, you know, and I'm not going to. Had other people do their lab work. I was just like. Oh, that shook. happened. And no, there were, there I, were residents. There were residents that actually paid, prostate residents that paid labs to go do it because they could afford it. They would pay labs to do the work that they were supposed to do themselves. So that they can gain that skill of doing the lab work. Oh yes. Oh, I know this because I was literally watching. I was like, "Oh, is this how we do it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it must be nice." And I just okay. You know, I'm sitting no. here like trying to put the put the tooth on for my denture case, and I'm watching. The, oh, that's a nice denture case setup. Oh yeah, that lab did a very good job for you. you know? But <laughs> in the end, you know, what I mean, you, you always you always assume that you know it's going to come back to bite them, and if it doesn't, I hope it does. I'm very petty, so I hope that something <laughs> bad happens and it does come back to bite them. So that's another story. Okay. Well, that um. So obviously, I don't. I want. I don't want to be this person. I just um. Right. I, it just made me think of reputation and how it comes back to bite you because I was like, I was overwhelmed with the messages. I was like, it's not just one person. It was like suddenly. It was like a whole message, and they're like, "Don't have them again." And I was like, "Oh well, thank you for looking out for us." Um, Kyle, Kyle, they're never gonna have us on there. They're gonna be like, "No, no, no. angry." Please tell me yeah. now. Please tell me now if something has gonna, happened in your past. They're gonna be like, "They're gonna be like, I'm gonna be like well, let me tell you something about dental school." They're gonna be like, "Nope, don't ever bring them on." He just basically made our whole entire group not even want to go into dental school anymore. You know. Yeah. But no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I, honestly, I honestly think. I mean, we we laugh and joke around a lot, but I, I know I know for sure Kyle enjoys what he does and and is very good at what he does, and he's taken the steps to become excellent at what he does. You know, and I think the effort that people don't understand is everybody always wants to get to the end. You know, when it comes to dentistry, but just like with anything, it takes a lot of work and effort. It takes a lot of stuff that people don't see. The studying at night, the looking at the videos, the looking at the you know CEs and the webinars and stuff to be excellent at what you do. And I don't think a lot of people have that kind of grit and grind. So you know, without without wanting to post it on Instagram, look what I'm reading, right? Look what I'm doing. You know, what I mean, if if everybody that's great did that, if Jordan showed every time he you know stayed late for uh, you know workout, 
then people would be like, one, either he's full of himself or good for him, right? But no, he just showed it when it mattered. And I think that's the key. It's like, no matter what you do, don't worry about anybody else. Do what you need to do behind the scenes so you can succeed uh, later on, you know? And, and I'll tell you this right now, advice, advice, advice. You did well to get to the position you're in now. Don't listen to your classmates. They're all liars. They are. Yeah. <laughs> They're liars. Listen to yourself. You know what you did to get to this point, and that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Whatever you did, however you studied to get to this point is exactly what you need to continue to going forward. Figure out your own moral compass. Uh, make sure that you can sleep good at night whenever you start treating patients and giving the recommendations that you do. If you can sleep good at night, you have a good moral compass. Uh, yeah. In, in reference to that person that cheated their way through dental school, uh, I I have a practice consultant slash coach that I've hired that it has been with me for over a year now. And one of the things they teach is for the most part, people are good people. Uh, we might make mistakes along the way. A lot of us will. And in dental school, looking back, a lot of us go into survival mode. There's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of stress on the line. Some of the decisions we make may not have been the best decisions, but most of us, you could probably dig up something. I mean, look at the, look at all the politicians. You can dig up something on somebody along the way of a mistake that we made. Uh, own your mistakes. Don't be afraid of them. Learn from the mistakes. And just think for the most part, everybody has good intentions. And uh, if you treat people with that decency and respect, if that person they told that said, don't ever come back, if they're a fantastic dentist now, sure, he may have made some mistakes in the past, but if he's a fantastic dentist now, he probably has a lot more lessons to teach you about what to do, what not to do than somebody that has never made mistakes along the way. So I, I wouldn't discount somebody that just because they had some kind of, of history, you can look at felons, you can look at uh, any other, you know, history of people and, and find mistakes. But those are generally people that you can learn a lot more from. And I mean, just, I mean, I think people also want you to just be honest. So if you make a mistake, hey, Mrs. Smith, yep. this didn't turn out right, this didn't look right, but I'll, I'll, I promise you I'll figure a way to correct it. If you yep. just do that, people will appreciate that so much versus like trying to hide the, the problem, right. trying to hide the mistake. So just be honest. People, I mean, honestly, a lot of people, you know, could sue you anytime, right? People, dentists are so afraid to be sued. But if you're like, listen, the mistake was made. This is how I'm going to fix it. Most people are like, okay, cool. Let me just go ahead and ha give you the opportunity to make it correct. Make it right. That's right. it. That's all you need to do is just be honest and just say, I made a mistake. We all were not perfect. And if I was yep. perfect, I mean, my God, I mean, <laughs> there have been so many times I'm like, ah, that didn't look right or this did happen or this did happen. I've said that multiple times, but I'm going to figure a way to make it. And if you focus yep. on just the money, people will come back and be like, okay, cool. That's all you're worried about. And you're not worried about me. Then I'll get you where it hurts in your pockets. <laughs> yep. Right. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, yep. you know? So yeah. Yep. Anyway, we will end it there. I think it was, uh, I think this was awesome. You know, if you want to <laughs> come back anytime to let us know what's going on on, on clubhouse and, and who's getting kicked off the island is let us know <laughs> or if you or if you want to just read bad reviews about dentists i love hearing that you know <laughs> no, I'm, I'm messing around I'm messing around but no thank you so much for coming back on again we definitely appreciate you congratulations 
on uh, getting into your dream school. I, I we know that you have a bright yes. future and you'll kill it. You'll kill it. So thank you. All right, <laughs> thank we'll you, talk to you guys later. Me as well. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's a pleasure. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.